Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. Check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with the founder and brewer of Noble Beast, Sean Yasaki, about their Shtika Alt Beer. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. My friends at Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News are reporting that the website smartasset.com has placed two Ohio cities in the top 10 nationwide. Cincinnati placed first this year, moving up from number four overall in 2018, while Cleveland finds itself in the top 10 for the first time ever, clocking in at number 10, up 10 spots from last year. The number of breweries, breweries per 100,000 residents, number of beers available at each brewery, number of bars, and average price of a pint were all criteria factored into the decision-making. Three other Ohio cities placed in the top 50, with Columbus, Ohio checking in at number 27, Akron coming in at number 36, and Dayton, Ohio coming in at number 42. It's nice to see Ohio so well represented this year. I've long said that Ohio is one of the best beer communities in America, and I'm glad to see that everyone else is starting to take notice. What's your favorite Ohio brewery? Weigh in at facebook.com slash the taproom exclusive. Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News is also reporting that McConnellsville, Ohio is getting their own brewery. Chris Crook from the Zanesville Times Recorder recently profiled the upcoming Old Bridge Brewing Company. You can read Chris's profile at zanesvilletimesrecorder.com. The Butcher and the Brewer has announced the date for their popular Stouted Out Loud Oyster and Beer Fest. The annual event makes its return on February 15th, 2020. Stay tuned to their Facebook page for more information. Cleveland's own Saucy Brewworks has plans for some major expansion in 2020. Hot off the announcement of the construction of their new production facility in Independence, Crane's Business Cleveland is reporting that Saucy Brewworks will be expanding their brand into the Pinecrest development in Orange Village, as well as opening a tap room in Detroit. For more information on Saucy's expansion plans, check out cranescleveland.com. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with Sean Yasaki from Noble Beast in Cleveland, Ohio is up next. Welcome back to the Taproom Exclusive here at Noble Beast. I am with Sean Yasaki. We are now on to the Shtika Altbeer. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is the Shtika. Now, you have a regular Altbeer. It's called Capitan. Mm-hmm. And then this is, this is sort of different. What's the di- So talk about the original and how this one differs. Yeah, so Alt is um, it kind of translates old in, in German. So it's the old style of brewing in that it's an ale. Okay. And not a lager. Um, so it's from the city of Dusseldorf. Uh, very traditional, kind of can be a copper-colored, um, kind of malt-forward beer. It's still, um, you know, fairly bitter and has a, you know, a nice little hop presence to mm. it too. Uh, so it's, it's it's one of my favorite styles. Um, it's a beer I think that we've um, been doing really well uh, for a while now. And uh, the Sticker version is kind of fun. So in Germany. You know, 
this is kind of real traditional. I'm not even sure how often it even happens anymore. But, okay. um, you know, like once a year, I believe in the fall, they re- will release the Shtika version, which translates secret. In uh, As somebody tried to argue with me, I believe it's in some kind of dialect or okay. something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they would release this beer. It's, it's their alt beer, just a little bit stronger. So okay. a little bit more malt, a little bit more alcohol. Uh, the standard one's 4.8%. This one is 6 um, A little more bitter, a little bit more hop aroma. And the secret part is that they wouldn't tell people. They wouldn't put it on the menu. Uh, <laughs> they, would, they would hang a little flag or, or something like that outside their brewery. So all the regulars would, would see it and know, and they could order the secret alt beer. That's so, that's so cool. It's sort of like the like when you needed to meet Deep Throat in in the Washington Post, like when you put that X on mm-hmm. the on the window or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like it's just like that. <laughs> like I need to, I need the contact. But you, you, if you knew, you knew, and if you didn't, well, oh well, you, you'll eventually find out. Maybe if you're lucky enough. Well, this is this is really nice. I like malt forward. It, I've talked about this before, where it goes back to maybe the first craft beer I ever drank was an Elliott Ness. And I don't know if that was just something about that. Just keep my palate keeps going back to that. Yeah. But I really like this. It's nice. It's got a, a little a nice full body, but without being heavy. No, that's that's kind of one of the hallmarks of an alt beer. It's like it's malt forward, um, but it's not sweet. And a lot of yeah. times people kind of think malty and sweet are the same things, um, but you know that's not really the case here. You're getting a lot more kind of toasty, bready. Uh, notes and less of that kind of sweeter toffee yeah. that people will associate with, you know, malt. Absolutely. It, it, it finishes so clean, too. It just keeps going down. I just yeah. want to keep drinking it. You said, what, 6%? Mm-hmm. What was it about alt beer that attracted you to doing it? Was it, do you like malt beers? Do you like malt forward beers? Was it just something that, again, from your trip to Germany? Yeah, kind of going back to the Kolsch, uh, it's those two cities are close together they're actually like rivals okay um you know i think uh, i've seen a t-shirt somewhere that was a german shirt that said like drink alt piss kolsch <laughs> so they have a rivalry going on where it's the cleveland if Pittsburgh. you go to dusseldorf you can only get alt beer okay uh, in, the, in the traditional city right. center you know do not try and order a kolsch in dusseldorf uh you know they'll, they'll frown at you and you'll be a very unpopular tourist <laughs> and you know likewise you can't get any alt beer in yeah. Cologne. Well, it's like kind of like that's probably how they do like spot the tourist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that guy's ordering cold shit. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He's, yeah. What's he doing here? What was it like? So I've never been to Germany. Talk a little bit about what it was like over there as far as you you mentioned a little bit in the first episode about they just about the beer just coming out and until you cap it and say, no, 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 no more. But what was it about the culture and about the beer there that that made you go, this is the kind of styles that I want to do. Yeah, it's it's really fun because in Germany, everything's very regionalized. So when you go to a new city, you're getting a whole new kind of beer, and you can't get the other beers that, from the city you just came from. Right. You know, Going from the Rhineland to Bavaria, you're going to get Helleslager and Weissbier, and then you go up north and you're going to get you know, uh, more bitter, hoppier Pilsner beers. And, th- and there's just not like, they don't blend together. So in the U.S., you can get a New England IPA in every state in the country. Right. You can get a West Coast IPA in every state in the country. Uh, everybody kind of does a little bit of everything. In, in a lot of ways, Germany's uh, too stuck in the past. They're too traditional. The beer culture over there is kind of being left with the older generations. The, uh, the younger you know, drinkers aren't, aren't choosing beer. Right. Um, 
because they're so stuck in their ways and everyone thinks the Ryan Heights boat is you know this great thing but it's really just kind of limits their creativity as well um, I think that's starting to change you're seeing some craft breweries pop up over there which is good but beer is is so cheap I mean it's cheaper than water at a restaurant you don't yeah. you, know, you don't get free water in, in most <laughs> European places so yeah. if you want a bottle of water it might be two and a half euros and a beer is two euros yeah um, so the prices it's such a commodity the prices are pushed down really low uh, so it's, it's really hard for a lot of these breweries to, to compete and but it's still just uh, steeped in so much like tradition that has barely changed in a hundred plus years it's, it's really fun well there's you know there's definitely something to be said for holding on to that and and you know keeping that but you, at the same time the this industry is changing every day <clears throat> you can't stick with one thing no matter what that one thing mm-hmm. is even if it's hazy ipas even if it's dessert stouts whatever it is that you're doing you're gonna have to change eventually to fit the times if you're gonna want to continue to see that that level of success yeah. and, uh when you have you know the purity laws that say nah hold on i get that like you kind of it, it limits like you were saying the creativity and but it is nice to see that it is starting to loosen up a little bit. I, I'm trying to remember who wrote an article recently, if it was NPR or somebody, did had an article uh, literally about this, about how the culture there is having to change with the time. And it was a very interesting read because as somebody who doesn't get to go over there or is as in tune with the, with the culture, I learned something new. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't never thought, like thinking in my head the, about the purity laws, I never would have thought about how that could potentially stifle somebody else if you're coming in and you're eating here and you want to drink uh the uh alt beer with with your meal what would uh hold up with something a little more hearty like this this one's pretty versatile um because you've got that hot bitterness you've got kind of a, a full-bodied malt character um so you know it would hold up to some chicken wings uh, it'd be great with a burger it's still not going to get in the way of a lot of lighter foods it's nice to see that with all the focus being on like super hazy IPAs or super big stouts and all that, that there's some places that still go back to what just clean classic beers. Yeah. It's Somehow really I'm nice. still getting away with it, which uh, surprises me. Keep um, it up as long as you can, man. Like I seriously, like it's nice to be able to go in and not see. And I, this is somebody I love. Hazy IPAs. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to come in and, and not see one on the menu. Yeah, uh, and normally we do have one, and I've yeah. got one in the tanks. But it, it has been a little. It's been like a month since I've had one, which is not a uh, too normal anymore. But this is something that's just clean, easy drinker, and even for six percent, just you almost crush it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I like out of my beer. You know, <laughs> it's something that kind of can is great you can enjoy you can analyze you can uh, swirl around and appreciate the aroma but then it can fade into the background because i, I don't sit down and enjoy just a beer for 20 minutes right. I, i'm i'm having a conversation i'm talking yeah. to friends and you know that's that's what a beer should be and then you just you get another one you get yeah. another one you know, without getting drunk without right uh you know the beer getting in the way of real life yeah, absolutely you never want something just sitting on your palate either like you want it to enjoy it while it's there, and then let it go, and then it's mm-hmm. something else you want to you want to come back to it. You don't want it to just linger there. Uh, and this, like I said, this is just this finish is so clean that you just want to reach for another sip of it. It's yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, as far as the uh, the shticka 
uh, is concerned that you wanted to get out that well, I, you know I might have forgotten um, to cover? Un- unique about these beers, um, the way we brew them, the, the all beers in general, is uh, we use a decoction math. Okay. Uh, I just said math. Mash. <laughs> decoction mash, uh, which is a very old uh, traditional German technique or European okay. technique uh, where you actually uh, remove a portion of the mash and boil it, and then you add it back in. So to do that properly, you need um, kind of a dedicated vessel for that. So mm-hmm. on you know, my brew house, um, I designed it myself and then had you know, Portland Kettleworks fabricate it. And it has this um, third vessel called a cereal cooker. And it's essentially a mini version of the kettle with steam jackets and a big agitator mixer mm-hmm. inside. Um, so kind of a decoction math. Uh, <laughs> I said it again. Uh, <laughs> mashing. Um, it's a tongue twister. Yeah, it comes from like before thermometers were invented. Okay. And they would actually could remove a, like a third of the mash, boil it, add it back in. And it just so happened that when you add it back in, it raises the temperature okay. to exactly where you kind of want it to be. Interesting. Uh, without, you know, at that time, they're just sticking their finger in it and thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's hot. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It, it caramelizes the mash a little bit, so you get a little bit more malt character. Okay. Um, it helps break it down so you can get a drier beer. Uh, it's just kind of something fun that, um, you know, most people aren't doing. Yeah. And really, it's a subtle thing that people think is kind of a waste of time, but it's fun and it's traditional. And if it works for yeah. you, man, keep doing it. Uh, is it? Is, am I mistaken? Is the all beer? It's Dusseldorf, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, is it also one of those like a Kolsch that you have to kind of? It's a Kolsch style or like an alt beer style where you can't. If it's not actually from Dusseldorf, do you have to? Is there because I, I know you that can't might do be that with a proper? Gotcha. You know, some some beers actually have Quote a legal unquote. protection Correct. designation, so I don't I don't know. I didn't if think it all I couldn't does, remember. I didn't think it did, but I didn't know for sure because yeah. you never know. Because like you said, some do, some don't, uh, and it's kind of mixed bag when you get over there. It seems like, but it's a really good style. I really enjoy it. Get out here to Noble Beast, try it, and um, see you next week with another new episode here at Noble Beast.